Welcome to This Week in Awakening, where we focus on one person or event that helped wake up our world. This week in November, author, lecturer, and chief philosopher of women's rights and suffrage movements, Elizabeth Cady Stanton, was born. She was born in 1815 in Johnstown, New York. She was the daughter of Margaret Livingston and Daniel Cady, both prominent citizens. She received a formal education and followed her father in his state assemblyman work. She was always by his side, listening to his conversations with colleagues and guests. Stanton became active in the anti-slavery movement early on. She worked alongside leading abolitionists of the day, Sarah Angelina Grimke and William Lloyd Garrison who were both guests in the Stanton home while they lived in Albany. While her honeymoon in London, she attended the World's Anti-Slavery Convention. She met abolitionist Lucretia Mott, who, like her, was angry about the exclusion of women at the proceedings. They became fast friends, and they vowed to call a women's rights convention when they returned home. Eight years later, in 1848, Stanton and Mott held the first women's rights convention at Seneca Falls, New York. And this is where Stanton authored that very famous phrase, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men and women are created equal. She authored the Declaration of Sentiments, which expanded on the Declaration of Independence by adding the word women or women throughout. This was a pivotal document because it called for social and legal changes to elevate women's place in society. From the inability to control their wages and property, the difficulty in gaining custody and divorce to the lack of the right to vote. Stanton circulated petitions throughout New York to urge the New York Congress to pass the New York Married Women's Property Act. Stanton met Susan B. Anthony in 1851 and the two quickly began collaborating on speeches, articles, and books. Elizabeth Cady Stanton had seven children, so she was unable to travel as much as she would have liked. So she would author speeches for Anthony to deliver. And then later on, in 1862, the Stantons moved to Brooklyn, where she became involved in Civil War efforts. She joined Susan B. Anthony to advocate for the 13th Amendment, which ended slavery. Stanton was an outstanding orator. She had a sharp mind, and she was finally able to travel more after the Civil War, and she became one of the best-known women's rights activists in the country. She would talk about maternity and child-rearing, divorce law, married women's property rights, temperance, abolition, and presidential campaigns. She was an outspoken social and political commentator and debated the major political and legal questions of the day. By the 1880s, Stanton was 65 years old. She focused more on writing rather than traveling and lecturing. She wrote three volumes of the history of women's suffrage from 1881 to 1885 with Anthony and Matilda Jocelyn Gage. In these books, published several decades before women won the right to vote, the authors documented the individual and local activism that built and sustained a movement for women's suffrage. 
In her book, The Women's Bible, she voiced her belief in a secular state and urged women to recognize how religious orthodoxy and masculine theology could actually obstruct women's chances to achieve self-sovereignty. She wrote in her autobiography, 80 Years and More, about the great events of her life. And although Stanton died in October 1902 in New York, 18 years before women gained the right to vote, there's no doubt that she helped pave the way for women's rights and truly helped wake up the world.